and welcome back to the Manifest Daily Podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. I'm the host of the podcast. And if you're new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, I know you guys have obviously noticed something is different. Hello, we have a new intro, which let me just pause and say this. I have not 100% decided on this being our future intro for like the time being. This is just something that I'm testing out and I'm trying to see if I like it. I'm trying to see if you guys like it because I did a whole poll on Instagram and I asked you guys, like, should I keep the original OG Manifest Daily intro that we've had for the past year or should I switch it up, do something shorter, quicker, Y'all know, get to the point, you know what I'm saying? And it was crazy because half of you guys, well, a little less than half of you guys voted to change it to something shorter, quicker, sweeter. And then the other half, well, aka 60% of you guys said that we should keep the OG intro. So I'm just kind of testing the waters to see how I feel about this, how you guys feel about it. Because I feel like it's always something where, you know, we can like, in theory, say how we think we feel about something until we actually try it and test it. And we can then be like, oh, you know what? Kidding. Just gay. Just gay. Just you know, what am I saying? Just kidding. Let's keep the old intro. Or yes, we love the new intro where it's like you're not, you know, talking for like 20 minutes before we get into the podcast. Let me know what you think. Come on Instagram. Let me know. Seriously, because I really do want to know what you guys think about this, because I'm very, very much torn with I'm leaning towards just kind of like a newer intro, but because we have had the long intro for a while now and not that I want to keep switching up the intro all the time but you know we're in season six of the podcast now and I feel like with any tv show that you guys watch like I'm thinking of the Kardashians it keeps popping into my head although I never really used to watch the Kardashians like that but like every couple of seasons once things have really changed like the intro changes you know what I mean like they have a whole new intro like it's a whole new vibe just to kind of reflect where things are headed and obviously you know the fact that things are changing so like I said come let me know on Instagram if you are digging the new vibe the new sound all the feedback is welcome but like I said you guys this is season six of the podcast what does that mean I don't know just kidding um well I kind of actually don't know I really just mean that it is gonna be a new vibe you guys have probably noticed some of the new vibeness in the past couple episodes but since we had 100 episodes it just felt kind of like a very natural cutoff for season five and it just felt like okay 101 should be the official start for season six so here we are welcome my loves I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys about so many of the things that we have on the list for today so let's go ahead and dive into this juicy juicy conversation that we are going to be having today things that I want to chat with you guys about today is manifesting using orgasms. I cannot believe that I haven't really talked about this on the podcast before. I think it's one of those things where it's like taboo and I don't know, I just feel weird talking about it. But then I'm like, you know, I talk a lot about taboo things all the time in my life in general. I'm like that person that, you know, I just I just like to just say what's on my mind and say what it is. And, you know, what, what is a taboo really? Like, you know, let's go ahead 
gonna move past that and just talk about what we gotta talk about, girl, okay? And listen, when it comes to manifesting using orgasms, I know you guys are interested in this content simply because I actually made a blog post about this and it was actually supposed to be an email. So I made an email, then I made, I turned the email into a blog post and then, or did I turn the blog post into an email? Either way, there was an email and there was a blog post. And then I made some pins on Pinterest for it. Hands down, out of all the pins that I have on Pinterest, out of all the content I have on my website, on my blog and emails, the manifesting using orgasms post continues to drive the most traffic to my website to this day, you guys. And I think I created that post back in end of August, early September. So obviously it hasn't been like, you know, a ton of time, like five years or something. It's like, oh my God, still driving traffic after five years. But it has been, you know, a couple of months and people are still loving that content, repinning it, saving it, all the things. So I really wanted to chat about this on the podcast today because I'm like, hello, let's kind of take the whole content full circle and really bring this to the podcast. Cause I know those of you who may not be subscribed to my email newsletter, which hello, why aren't you? Or those of you who haven't read the blog post or don't follow me on Pinterest may not actually have seen that post yet. Let's go ahead and chat about this. So where do I even start? I don't even know where to start. So essentially the reason that manifesting using orgasms is even a thing is because when you think of an orgasm and you know, I guess not even when you think of an orgasm, but when you really understand what an orgasm is, it really is part of the process of sex, whether it's solo sex with yourself, AKA masturbation, or it's sex with a partner of your choosing, there typically tends to be, or we would hope there is an orgasm involved. Typically the orgasm obviously is just kind of this moment where you're feeling this bliss and you're happy and you're excited and you're, you know, it's all these different things, but it holds so much spiritual energy and so much sort of like energy in general. I always kind of love to bring it back to this energy of creation. When we think about the process of sex, sex is typically and biologically a process created for creation, right? Created for creation. Typically it's uh, when we think of heterosexual sex, right? We think of a male and a female having sex and that is a process that can create a child, right? And so when you think of that process, it's sort of like you're bringing together two people. You have this transmutation, this sort of exchange of energy, sexual energy, pleasure, all these different things. Love hopefully is in the mix there, right? Depending on the type of sexual encounter we're talking about, but you have all these things in the mix. And then if, you know, those people choose to do so, or if it happens to be, you know, in the cards, that process can lead to a child being created, a child being formed. And so sex typically is this energy of creation. It holds so much power. And so what we're doing when we manifest using orgasms is we're saying, okay, let's take this powerful energy that's here. And instead of transmuting it into creating a physical being and creating a child, let's transmute it into creating our manifestation, into bringing forth the things that we want to have in this physical life that we aren't yet experiencing in this current reality. Let me go ahead and clear my throat because I feel my throat like... (laughs) 
grasping here. But yeah, so this is what we're talking about when we talk about manifesting using orgasms. And this is why this process itself is so powerful because the energy that's behind the, the actual orgasm is so powerful, you guys. It literally, again, is this energy that is meant for creation, that is, or not even meant for creation, but that typically accompanies the process of creation. And again, creating a whole actual physical person in the form of a child or a baby. So when we talk about manifesting user orgasms, there are a couple different ways that you can go about this process in order to really tap into this energy and in order to really use it in a way that's going to help you sort of speed up your manifestation process or add a little extra oomph behind your process. So I will say, obviously, a disclaimer with this, right? We all have different ways that we consciously manifest best, and it's up to you to find the ways that really work for you. And I will also say that depending on the season that you're in in life, sometimes, you know, you have a, a certain type of tool or a certain type of way that you prefer to consciously manifest in a certain way that works best for you in a specific season. And then maybe you enter a different season of your life and something else works a little bit better for you. So it's totally up to you to kind of figure out, you know, whether or not this is something that you want to try and whether or not it's something you feel comfortable doing and whether or not it's something that if you do try, you want to continue doing it. Because, you know, if it's something that doesn't feel good for you, I don't suggest you force yourself and you push yourself to do it because we all know that that's the energy that really repels our manifestation when we feel like, oh my God, I should be doing this thing and we actually don't want to do it. It's like that's such repelling energy that you don't want to bring that into the process of you trying to manifest something. So when it comes to manifesting using orgasms, the whole idea is that when you are experiencing an orgasm, you want to think about the thing that you are physically manifesting. This is, you know, again, if you ever had an orgasm, it, it's kind of hard because as you're sort of experiencing this pleasure, it's really kind of hard to sort of take yourself out of that moment and place yourself in at least your brain space in this moment where you're consciously thinking about something. I don't know if that's just me, but I, I struggled with it at the beginning. And maybe if you've never done this before, you might struggle with it as well, because it could be something like you're trying to enjoy yourself. And then, you know, you're like, oh, my God, let me think about this abundance. And it's just it's kind of like a little awkward at first. But, you know, stick with it. And, you know, again, if it's something that you're comfortable with and it's something that you want to try and it doesn't feel, you know, like you're pushing or anything like that. Again, uh, when we talk about sex, there can be two types of sex, right? It's like sex with a partner. And again, we are not limiting partners to heterosexual relationships here. This can be a partner with, uh, or your partner can be anyone that you choose to engage in a sexual encounter with. And then there's also solo sex. So let's go over, I guess, the solo sex one first, because I feel like that one's just kind of the simplest to understand, is if you're engaging in a masturbation session, which you intend to have it end in an orgasm, I would say going into your session before you even start your session, Think about what you want to consciously bring into your thought around the time that you're having your orgasm. So you don't want it to be something where you haven't thought about it beforehand and you're having this orgasm and then you're trying to think about what you want to manifest. Like that, it's just, that's just too much going on right there, okay? So go ahead and think about this beforehand. So think about, you know, is it that you're trying to manifest a new place to live? Is it that you're trying to manifest a job? Is it that you're trying to manifest more abundance into your life? Think about 
what it is that you actually are consciously working on calling into your reality. And when you have that in mind, think about the way in which you can think about it. Now, what I mean by that is for some people like myself, it is visualization, right? So if I think about, you know, when I, I told you guys when I was moving here or before I moved here, I would picture how I would set up my furniture. For abundance, I don't picture a stack of money. I always picture like the way in which I would like to receive the money or the, or the things that I would be doing to receive the money, right? So think about what feels best for you to sort of conjure up this manifestation in your head. Do you like to almost feel the feel of the thing versus visualizing the thing? Because that's another way that we can manifest as well. So once you have that down, go into your session. And as you feel yourself coming up on your orgasm, go ahead and pull that thought into your mind. If you feel it sort of slipping away, kind of like, you know, when you're having a dream and starts to slip away as you're waking up, go ahead and gently pull it back into your brain space, into your mind's eye, into, you know, your, your present reality um, versus letting it slip away. It's okay if it starts to slip away. Obviously, like I said, you are having an orgasm. So there's so much going on in terms of chemicals and in terms of hormones and all these things. So, you know, as you're thinking about what you want to manifest, it is going to naturally start to slip away as you continue to have your orgasm, but just gently pull it back into your mind's eye. And that is basically the process. I would say you can, if you feel called to follow up with a journaling session, follow up whatever you like. I personally like to sort of go into sessions like these with, again, setting an intention for what I want to think about, knowing that beforehand and sort of pampering myself beforehand. So it's almost like taking yourself on a self date and then like, you know, ending the date nicely with yourself. But then there's also the version of this where you involve a partner. And this, I would say, if you are going to involve a partner in this sort of manifestation process, make sure that your partner is aware of what's happening. Don't go into the session knowing like, I'm going to, you know, be manifesting X, Y, and Z and like not tell your partner because I feel like that kind of does them a disservice because at the moment when you're experiencing this heightened pleasure, it's like, you're not like you're there presently, but your mind is kind of somewhere else at the time. And so I feel like going into the session with a partner, they deserve to know if you're going to be doing this. And I think there's something really, really, really powerful about if you go into the session with a partner who maybe you are in, let's say a long-term relationship with, and you guys are trying to manifest something together at the same time that you guys are having your orgasms, or if they, you know, it's like one after the other, whatever the case may be in terms of timing, both of you should do this, like should focus on the thing that you guys are manifesting together, because it's almost like, think of it again, back to the example and what we talked about at the very beginning of heterosexual sex being something where we can create a baby. It's sort of like, if you think about this um, in this way, and if you think about heterosexual sex being, again, used to create a baby, when you use a sexual encounter with two people where they're both putting their energy into, into creating the manifestation, it's sort of like it doubles up the energy. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I'm trying to find a way to kind of, you know, say it in I guess I'm trying to find a way to say it in like more simple terms, but the really simplest term is that it's two of y'all trying to put, you know, the eggs in the basket, okay? It's two of you guys putting a little weight, a little extra oomph behind this thing. So it's kind of much better to have two people putting focused energy and focused, um, 
you know, really potent sexual energy behind this manifestation. So it's, it's like a little extra something, right? So if you do have a encounter with a partner and you guys want to go into this consciously and manifest together, I would say this is such an amazing way to sort of bond. I would also say to you guys, this is not something you have to do every single sexual encounter. I think sex is supposed to be, or in, you know, hopefully in your case, and hopefully in a lot of our cases, it's a fun encounter. It's something that we can do to either show love to a partner or to ourselves. And I don't think that every single encounter needs to be something where you're only focusing on the thing that you want to manifest. Like don't, it's kind of like how people have hobbies. And then sometimes if they really, really like force it, their hobby becomes like work and it loses that fun aspect. It's the same thing here. Don't go into sex every time. Like, oh my God, I need to manifest because then it's going to become a thing where you might start to resent it and you might not enjoy it as much because every single time you do it, you're now thinking about what you're going to manifest versus thinking about being in the now and actually enjoying that process. And I think that is something that we, you know, as humans get to enjoy and I don't think that we should use every single session as a manifestation session. That's just my opinion. But of course, do with this what you will, girl. Do with this what you will. That is manifesting using orgasms, my friends. So let's go ahead and switch up the topic a little bit. to chat with you guys about staying motivated especially as it comes you know in the period of quarantine and as we're coming up coming upon a new year and I feel like that's the time that people really want to feel motivated and start their year off right I asked you guys on Instagram what are some things you want me to talk about and this was one of them the motivation and um, another one was the intention piece right and I think in normal or regular years when we get to a new year everyone's really excited it's like the start of the new year it's like you can and you feel really energized to try new things and do new things and, you know, plan all these things. But this year we're coming upon a year where I think many of us didn't anticipate quarantine, didn't anticipate the coronavirus um, being something that was so present in our lives for such a long period. And so I think this year at the start of 2021 is going to look a little bit different. One of the things that I have personally been struggling with, and I've mentioned this before, and I think you guys have been struggling with this too, is that motivation piece, right? It's like, how do you stay motivated when it's just tough? It's just tough on you mentally. It's tough because maybe you're not used to working from home and you have been working from home and you feel stifled. Maybe you are someone who lives by themselves. So you've had to sort of quarantine by yourself and you've had to spend a lot of time by yourself. Whatever the case may be, I think it's a really, really tough season. And in that season, one of the things that I have learned is that you have to give yourself grace. <sighs> I hate to sound cliche, but literally. You have to give yourself grace because if you're going to sit here and try to treat yourself and treat the situation like it's normal, which I've seen a lot of people trying to do. And I think a lot of companies, I think it's like a double edged sword, right? It's one of those things where we don't want to completely fall into like the victim mentality of the situation and be like, oh, like, you know, well, this sucks and, and just leaning on the complete negative side of things. But at the same time, we have to be realistic and understanding what's going on 
upfront and realistic and understanding that even though we may not be physically experiencing stress in the same ways that we're used to, we are experiencing stress. We're in the middle of a pandemic, no matter how okay you think you are, you're stressed a little bit. Like you are subconsciously stressed. People are dying. Like we're confused. Like things are shutting down. You can't do the things you used to do. You can't go where you used to go. Maybe you can't work out. And that was a, a thing that helped you release stress before. Like so much has changed in our lives. And it's been this sustained period of stress. I think at the very beginning, it was like, okay, this is really stressful. This is really like a thing. But especially in America as a country, I don't know where um, everyone else is based, but in America, we're doing this thing where we're really trying to kind of like pretend it's not happening. And we're trying to go about our lives as if it's like really, really normal, which I find so strange. And it's kind of, it's one of those things where you kind of, as a person living in this country, you fall under that spell. You fall under the spell of, well, you know, it sucks to wear a mask, but like, that's the life now. Like just, you know, mask it up. And it's sort of like, when you really sit and think about what is happening, it's kind of terrifying. It's kind of unsettling, not even kind of, it's very unsettling. One of the things that comes alongside alongside with that, like I said, is having to give yourself grace and remember this isn't a normal situation. This isn't a normal year. So if you are faltering a little bit, if you are going into 2021 feeling more unmotivated than usual, feeling like a little bit more hopeless, feeling a little bit more lonely or whatever it is that you're feeling, anxious, stressed, whatever, it is okay because that's normal. If you're feeling that way doesn't make it great it's not like oh you know glad you're stressed but at the same time it's like again give yourself that grace of knowing that you are literally a survivor in the middle of a a situation where so many people have died and so that in itself it's like there are so many feelings that can come along with that again the stress of trying not to get sick of trying not to get your family sick of trying not to get other people sick the guilt of you know maybe if you know people who did die or maybe if you don't know them personally like knowing that people died and you're surviving and feeling guilt around that there are so many different feelings that can go along with this that it's like at this time don't feel pressure to keep up like what, what is not keeping up with the Joneses because that's literally not the saying that makes any sense right now but don't feel pressure to do everything normally that being said I will also say that I, like I said, have personally struggled with this throughout the pandemic. I have had moments where I really am just struggling and moments where I'm like, you know what? I want to, you know, change something or do something or pick up a routine or kind of get a routine going. What's really been helpful for me is establishing that routine. I'm someone that really loves a good routine. And I feel that whenever I fall off of my little routine bicycle, that's when I can start to be like, ooh, what's happening? Ooh, I feel a little bit stressed. Like, ooh, I need to X, Y, and Z. And so one of the things that has been so helpful for me and again this is different for everyone because some of us may have access to gyms some of us may not some of us may not like home workouts I literally hate home workouts and we have a gym upstairs in our building so I'll go up there in the morning randomly like no one really uses that gym so it's actually kind of nice because I'll have like the gym to myself I still have to wear my mask and everything but at least it's nice because I kind of have the whole like area to myself but one of the things that has been so helpful for me is developing that routine in the morning of waking up a little bit earlier going to the gym getting a workout in while I listen to a podcast podcast or watch a YouTube video coming back downstairs taking a shower I recently got an espresso so like making myself a nice cup of like iced latte and then getting started with my work day I think that it's really important to allow yourself to establish some sort of routine because it's almost like when you don't have a routine you kind of have to think a little bit harder about what you're going to do and so the more you can establish routines and establish healthy routines routines that benefit you in some way even if it's like having a moment in the middle of 
the day where you decide to turn off your phone and just sit <laughs> and just sit and read or sit and do nothing. That is like, maybe it's like every, you know, day at like two o'clock, you take a, like a siesta <laughs> type of thing and you just take a nap in the middle of the day. Like that is such a routine that can help you just by establishing something that you do every single day or, you know, every single weekday that really feels good to you and really helps you cope in this time. I know I've personally, per why did I say that so weird? Ew. I've personally been struggling with my body. This is something I don't think I've ever talked about on this podcast because I'm naturally slim. I'm 5'6", by the way. Sometimes people think I'm like shorter for, for some reason in pictures, but I'm 5'6". And I also look a lot taller than I am because I have really long legs. So in person, whenever anyone sees me, they always think I'm like 5'9". I'm like, no, I'm 5'6". I'm naturally slim. And so I also like to be fit. I'm, all, I'm someone that I've loved going to a gym. I remember when I was a kid, um, my father had a membership at Workout World. I don't even know if Workout World, that Workout World, that's such a tongue twister, but I don't even know if it exists anymore. We used to all go to the gym as a family. And then I would like just do these random like weight stuff with um with my mom because she didn't like going in the weight section by herself so I'd like go with her and we'd like do weights and stuff like that but yeah I've always been someone that like likes working out and things like that and I feel like anytime I want to kind of like vent about body issues a lot of times people just end up rolling their eyes at me because they're kind of like oh like you're skinny like what do you have to complain about and you know, it's one of those things where I think you know your body the best out of anyone else, right? You've lived in the damn thing your whole life. And so if as a human being, if as a person, whether you're slim, whether you're categorized as not slim, whatever it is, if there's ever a time you feel something is just off with your body or how you're fueling your body or how you're treating your body, you are more than allowed to feel that way. Even if someone on the outside doesn't necessarily see that or doesn't necessarily understand that, it doesn't make your complaints or your struggles or any of that any less valid and that's something that I've had to come to terms with like knowing and feeling and understanding myself but one of the things I've struggled with in this pandemic is I'm someone where I think growing up like I didn't eat a lot of like bad foods and stuff like that we didn't we never really ordered takeout in my house like we never really like pizza was like a treat like if I had pizza it was kind of like once in a while and not it wasn't like you know in like a prisoner kid household type of way it was more that like we just didn't eat that stuff like my mom cooked a lot of like fresh food she would cook a couple times a week and it was like I grew up loving and learning how to cook loving that loving cooking fresh foods ice cream was sort of like my my vice and sweets have always been like my vice and more so sweets like chocolate and cookies and things like that and cake and ice cream so those kind of like more heavy sweets and less candy stuff one of the things I have truly 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 struggled with since moving out is that I stress eat and coming here so many things have been really really stressful you guys that made me start to eat a lot of stuff and it made me start to like order out a lot more like I literally today had to make a change and set an intention that I am not gonna order out food anymore like that because I know how to cook and I like cooking and I prefer cooking my fresh foods versus ordering something and I have ordered so much food since I came here like more food than I've ever ordered out in my entire life in the past like six months of living in this apartment and I've had so much shame around it because I just feel like I'm not fueling my body correctly I'm not fueling my body in a way that feels good and I've also again been trying to give myself the grace of you know we are in the middle of a pandemic like you are 
are stressed, like people are stress eating. People are trying to find ways to cope with what's happening right now. And eating is a comfort thing. Eating is a way that I personally cope. But at the same time, I also have to, while giving myself grace, allow myself to say, here's where I draw the line. Here is where I'm noticing that this is now a habit and a habit that doesn't serve me. It's not a habit that serves me energetically. It's not a habit that serves me physically. It's not a habit that serves me mentally. And if I want to feel better, instead of me coping this way, I want to find a way that I can cope that's helpful and that's a little bit more healthy for me than the way I've been going about things. And I think that's sort of like the way I've been looking at it is like, okay, yes, give myself grace. But like when there's a behavior or a habit that I've been noticing that I personally like, I'm just, I don't feel aligned with this anymore. I'm like, where can I draw the line? How can I draw the line? What can I do in order to help me change this behavior and remove this habit? Because now it's a habit and now it's a problem. And it's a problem because I've set the the understanding to myself that it's a problem because it's not something that's aligned with me anymore. And I don't want to be a part of it anymore. That has kind of been my struggle because it's like, no, I, I haven't gained all this weight. So it's not even like a weight thing where I'm like, oh, I've gained all this weight during quarantine because I know for some people that has been something that they personally noticed and not liked about quarantine for them because they haven't been able to move their bodies and they have been um, stress eating. But for me, it hasn't been the issue of weight gain or anything like that. It's just been this issue of understanding and knowing that I'm not fueling my body in the right way, understanding and knowing that I'm ordering out and spending money in places where it's like sometimes they just do it because I'm like, I... I don't know. It's just a habit. Like you ever pick up your phone and you're doing stuff on it. And it's like, you don't even remember having the thought or the intention to pick up your phone. Like that's when you, that's, I think when things are kind of like, you have to, what am I saying? I feel like that's when you have to start to like audit what's happening and be like, wait a second, I'm now doing things subconsciously. What is behind that? Like, is that something that's aligned with me? Do I want to just be doing things without even having the conscious thought of whether or not I want to do it? Because I feel like that's when you have your, your body and your, you know, your body and your intentions and your actions on an autopilot. And if those actions and intentions aren't in line with what you want them to be, it's like, then you have to start to realize that you need to reprogram those subconscious thoughts and reprogram those habits so that you're taking actions that are in line with your conscious thoughts and your conscious preferences. And that has been something that I personally have been, I think, struggling with and having to work on during this time is just how to find different coping mechanisms for the stress because I just the ones that I have girl they ain't it okay they're just not it so if you are someone that's kind of struggling with that I would say heading into the new year like do an audit like ask yourself what are those specific things or habits that you've noticed that you've picked up along the way during this year because we've been in the situation that maybe you're not aligned with going into a whole new year and how can you start to take the steps to begin to change that remove those habits change those actions because it's okay it's totally okay I don't think we're you know I don't think there's any um, necessity or any reason to be angry at yourself or to blame yourself or to judge yourself for any of the habits that you have picked up because like I said we're in the middle of a very very different sort of situation so picking up random coping habits is something that's going to happen 
But I think what we can do and what we're allowed to do and what I would really, really encourage you to do is to look at the things that you've started to do to cope and ask yourself, does this really serve me? And if it doesn't, make the decision and set the intention that going into the new year, damn, even going into the next week, going into the next day that you're not going to bring that with you because it doesn't serve you any longer. Maybe it did in the first couple months of the pandemic. Maybe it served you up until today, but maybe now you've decided I don't don't want to do this anymore. I want to choose something better for myself and whatever better means and looks like to you, that's totally up to you to decide and figure out for yourself because what is quote unquote better for me may not be better for you. Before I round out this podcast episode, I just really quickly want to let you guys know that the planner that I mentioned is out right now. It is on sale. So if y'all listened to the last episode, I kind of talked about how I had this really divinely downloaded idea to go ahead and create a planner that can help you guys plan and set your goals and intentions for the next year. And I am so excited to announce that it is now live because your girl has a Mars and Aries and I moved really quick and I just get so excited when I get this divine download idea that I feel like I'm just on some type of Adderall so I'm just moving real quick and just doing the most okay so it is ready so what it is it's a 95 page yes ma'am yes ma'am 95 page digital planner and essentially it has sections to help you like first the first section basically helps you to plan your year so plan out your yearly goals your yearly manifestations your focus words for the year it has a couple journal prompts to help you really think about what it is that you want to craft and create in the next year and how it is that you want to start to approach that. There are also sections that come up where now in the month, you basically do the same thing, but you're breaking it down for the month. So in the same way that I talked to you guys in the episode Gold Digger about how I love to set monthly goals, my monthly goals essentially always ladder back into my yearly goals. And so in this planner, there are prompts, questions, basically a bunch of different things to help you figure out like how to craft and create yearly, go- I mean, monthly goals that ladder back up into your yearly goals. Then there are also, what are they called? I'm literally blanking on everything right now. But then I also have like to-do pages to-do pages that's not what they're called they're daily planning pages I'm making these names up because I'm like I am not a part of the planner world I'm not like you know hashtag planner addict community or whatever it is on Instagram so girl Alyssa I don't know if you are in the planner addict community I don't know what the names are for all these things but essentially I got the little sections where it's like you can every single day write down the date write down your focus word write down your intention write down your affirmation for the day and really write down the prioritized to-dos that you have for the day I feel like that's really important because I think when you go into every day like it is really easy to make a to-do list that has like 15 things on it that have absolutely nothing to do with like any of the goals that you have in life like yes you gotta do your laundry like yes you gotta do you know you gotta shower and stuff like that but girl don't be writing down shower on your to-do list that's something you don't need to be putting on that damn to-do list girl stop playing yourself so in the to-do list like you're basically going to be writing down the prioritized tasks that ladder back into your monthly goals ladder back into any like weekly goals that you set for yourself that ladder back into monthly 
unhealthy goals that ladder back into yearly goals. So it's all sort of like this hierarchy ladder where at the end of the day, every single thing that you're doing in this planner, every single question, every single prompt, every single section is really getting you to craft and create these goals, these manifestations, these action items, aligned action items that lead back into these big yearly goals. Because again, sometimes when we set these yearly goals for ourselves, they are so big, they're so amazing, but they can seem very, very far away if we don't know how to properly break them down. And then from there, break down our action steps and our daily to do's, our prioritized to do's that are going to help us get to those bigger goals. So this is essentially the planner. Another fun thing that I love about this planner, this is such like a secret little hidden, what, what are they called? Easter egg? Is that what it's called? I think it's called like an Easter egg or a hidden egg. But on each of the daily planning pages, I have written out a different like divine channel message for you guys. So the planner includes around with all the pages, it, it's equating to two months of planning because it has like the yearly section. It has like the daily planning sections after every single week. It has like a weekly reflect reflection. I can't so lot. It has a weekly reflection. And after every month, it has a monthly reflection. So it basically with all the pages equates to two months of planning. So what it is, is that since it's digital, obviously you can just like reprint all the pages. So it's like none of them are dated and that was on purpose so that if you want to like create a yearly planner out of this, literally just like print enough pages, like print instead of printing like what? Uh, eight weeks, print 52, and then you have a yearly planner. So you can make it what you want. You can make it a quarterly planner. You can make it a half year planner. You can make it a yearly planner. You can use this for the next five years for all I care, girl. Like do what you do, okay? I love that little Easter egg because all of the affirmations are different on each single day and they're just like a little divine message and I feel like they're just like a little fun little Easter egg because as you open the planner to a new day, they'll have a message up top and sometimes I feel like I channeled them and wrote them to be inspirations for you to figure out how you would approach the day and what you want to focus on for that day. So that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite parts of the planner. But yeah, you guys, I hope you like it. I wrote it, designed it, created it all myself. I'm very creative in that way. I think you guys have probably noticed at this point, but I like to make things. So this is just something that, like I said, I do for myself every year. And I really wanted to bring you guys in the loop and make something that you could use as well, because I feel like I I make these and I love using them for myself. And I thought this would be such a perfect little year, yearly gift, year end gift for all of the audience of Manifest Daily. So if you guys are interested in the planner, it is $25 US right now. Uh, the original price is 35, but I have made it 25 until the end of the year. So if you want to go ahead and grab it on sale right now, go ahead and do so. The link is in the show notes or just go to manifestdaily.com and then you should see like a pop-up that has it. I haven't put it on the homepage yet. Or if you go to manifestdaily.com slash shop dash MD, you'll find it there in the shop but I am going to link it on the homepage too but yeah it'll be on sale until the end of the year go ahead and snatch it up it is digital so as soon as you like buy it you're going to get an email that has the link to the pdf and you can download it and you can print it I am personally getting mine printed at staples because I like to have them bound mine like an actual planner notebook situation but you're totally welcome to like print it out at home hole punch it like paper hole punch it like back in the days y'all you know what I'm saying and put it in a binder as well because that would be like a cute little setup like imagine like a 
half inch binder and these papers in there. Oh, that's so cute. But yeah, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm so excited for us to head into the Christmas week. I can't believe Christmas is this week. It's truly insane, but I'm very excited for it. So thank you again for tuning into this episode of Manifest Daily. I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Come find me on Instagram. Let me know how you like this one. Again, let me know if you like the intro. And if you have downloaded the planner, which a couple people have already, let me know if you have any feedback on it because I'm really excited and I would love to make an actual like physical one in the future when you know I got the funds to like do all that and like because y'all know it's like a whole thing to like make an actual planner like work with um work with suppliers and stuff like overseas it's a whole thing honey maybe not doing it like soon soon but you know this is kind of like that starting to come to life so yeah let me know if you have any feedback on that but I will chat with you guys in the next episode bye my loves bye